Alright, alright. So I am here. Today is what is today? <laughs> April 8th, 2019. Uh, this is El Haj Malagel Shabazz. I want to talk a little bit about the situation and the continued uh, strife, if you will, between the U.S. and Iran. Uh, America or the U.S. Uh, have basically imposed sanctions on the the IRGC or the the Iranian Elite Revolutionary Guard Corps. So they consider the IRGC as a foreign terrorist organization. Um, This article is from the the BBC. America is basically just being a bully again. Once again, America has never stopped being a bully. America is always a bully. Always employ foolish tactics. See it even in Venezuela. America's down there is you know, trying to get that, trying to get in, you know, it's about that oil, man. You know, Venezuela has the largest oil reserve in the world. So America wants in, America wants to control Venezuela. And they've always uh, been basically, you know, they're trying to instill or uh, uh, put in a puppet government right now down in Venezuela. They're trying to overthrow Maduro, Nicolas Maduro, by replacing him with a Juan, a guy by the name of Juan Guaido. I guess they consider him to be the in, the uh, interim the interim president of Venezuela. And that's what they're doing down there. You know, they're being bullish and, you know, uh, bullying, using bullying tactics. And you see they're doing it again here in uh, Iran. And ever since the 1979 uh, uh, Iranian Revolution, America has, has always tried to regain control of Iran. Since the Ayatollah Khomeini came in and they overthrew the Shah of Iran in 79. So... Yeah, so U.S. President Donald Trump has designated Iran's elite Revolutionary Guard Corps, or the IRGC, as a foreign terrorist organization. It is the first time the U.S. has labeled another nation's military as a terrorist organization. Iran, Iran retaliated by declaring U.S. forces in the Middle East as a terrorist organization, Iran State News reported. Washington-Tehran tensions have risen since Mr. Trump withdrew the U.S. from the international Iran nuclear pact. Labeling the guards as a terrorist organization will allow the U.S. to impose further sanctions, particularly affecting the business sector given the IRGC's involvement in Iran's economy. A number of IRGC and affiliated entities have already been targeted by U.S. sanctions for alleged proliferation activities, support the terrorists and human rights abuses, or support for terrorism and human rights abuses. Okay. 
What did President Trump say? Mr. Trump's statement on Monday said, This unprecedented step by the Department of State recognizes the reality that Iran is not only a state sponsor of terrorism, like America is not a state sponsor of terrorism. <laughs> America spends more money on, on sponsoring terrorism than any other nation on, on the planet. Uh, but anyway, I digress. But that the IRGC actively participates in finances and promotes terrorism as a tool of statecraft. Quote, unquote. Mr. Trump. Okay. The president added that the move was meant to significantly expand the scope and scale of pressure on Iran. If you are doing business with the IRGC, you will be bankrolling terrorism, Mr. Trump said. The measure will take effect in one week's time, according to the State Department. Was there any dissent in the, in the Trump administration? Was there any dissent in the Trump administration? U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompei, I think I pronounced that name right, and National Security Advisor John Bolton, both iron Iran hawks, they're both Iran hawks, championed the decision, but not all U.S. officials were so supportive. Mr. Pompey told reporters on Monday the U.S. will continue to sanction and pressure Iran to behave like a normal nation, <laughs> unquote, <laughs> and urge America's allies to take similar action. Yeah, like they're doing out in that era, uh, Venezuela. You got the Brazil, Colombia, and Argentina. They've all basically pretty much have fallen in line and uh, down there they're in support of America. And they've all turned against Venezuela. Whereas you know, Russia and China are in support of Venezuela. And uh, they've invested in Venezuela and they're, or you know, they're doing business with Venezuela. Whereas America and Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, and uh, America's European allies are totally have turned against, like I said, Venezuela. And now you, the same thing is going to happen here in Iran. They're mustering, they're trying to muster support. And uh, yeah, they've had their eyes on Iran since 79, man. So they've been basically trying to move back in, you know, overthrow that government, the Iranian government. Uh, The leaders of Iran are not revolutionaries, and people deserve better, Mr. Pompey said. They are opportunists. In a later tweet, he added, we must help the people of Iran get back their freedom. <laughs> and I see there's this, this thing, it says, Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, Foreign Terrorist Organization. That's a tweet. By Secretary Pompey, Pompeo, Pompey, Pompey. I just could never pronounce that dude's name right. So Secretary of State Pompey, guess I'm saying it right. And this is his tweet. And in, a, in an important step to counter the Iranian regime's terrorism, the U.S. has that de- designated the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps uh, Quads Force as a foreign terrorist organization we must help the people of Iran get back their freedom 
and Mr. Bolton uh, said he said labeling the IRGC as terrorists was the rightful designation and his tweet he tweeted uh, with the rightful designation of the IRGC as foreign terrorist organization it should be clear to all that there are risks to supporting the IRGC in any way Iran continues to use terrorism to target the United States (laughs) and our allies and, and and partners yeah, all right. Whitehouse.gov slash briefings state. All right. And statement from the president on the designation. Uh, today I am formally announcing my administration's plan to designate Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard. That's from the Whitehouse.gov. So called the. He've designated the I. RGC as a terrorist group, but some some Pentagon officials, including Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman General Joel Dunford, had expressed concerns about troop safety. The Wall Street Journal reported. Military officials cautioned that that designation could incite violence against U.S. forces in the Middle East, without severely impacting Iran's economy. The Central Intelligence Agency had also reportedly opposed the move. Really? Okay. What was the response? Iran's National Security Council declared U.S. Central Command, a sitcom, a terrorist organization after Foreign Minister Javad Zarif wrote to President Hussein Rouhani urging such a response, state news uh, channel IRIR. I-R-I-N-N said. Okay. Sitcom is the Pentagon wing that that oversees Okay, I'm sorry. Oversees Washington's security interests across the channel area of the world map. Most notably Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Pakistan, and Syria. And we know it's chaotic in Afghanistan, chaotic in Iraq, chaotic in Syria, and they want the Sunni would it would be a law for it to be chaotic in Iran, chaotic in Libya, chaotic in Yemen. So America's behind a lot of that shit, man. Uh, the Islamic Republic had warned it would retaliate retaliate in, in in kind last week after reports of the Trump administration plan planned first surfaced. We will answer any Action. I'm sorry, hold on. What is up with this thing? Why is this thing doing it? God, okay, okay. We will answer any action taken against this force with a reciprocal action. A statement issued by 255 out of the 290 Iranian MPs said, according to the state-run IRNA news agency. But Israel, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu who is battling for political survival and in Tuesday's election cheered the U.S. move. Yeah, go figure. I know what the hell they're doing with the, against the Palestinian people. They're treating them like shit. They're bombing those people. They, they you know, pretty much, they are an occupying force. They're treating the, the Palestinian people with such disdain, such vitriol. They're killing those people. 
you know, maliciously, I mean, and systematically, methodically killing those people. They're wreaking havoc throughout the Middle East and in Africa. This, the the uh, Israeli government is, the Israeli military. So the U.S. and Israel, man, they, they're just wreaking havoc around the world. Thank you, President. I guess this is from his tweet, Benjamin Net- Netanyahu's tweet. Thank you, President, at real Donald Trump, for your decision to designate the Islamic Revolutionary Guards as a terrorist organization. Once again, you are keeping the world safe from Iran aggression and terrorism. Come on, Israel. Stop it. The Israeli government is, is a terrorist. They, they, they finance terrorism. They are the biggest contributors to terrorism, the U.S. and Israel. Stop it. This could backfire. And this, I guess, article is by uh, analysts by the name of uh, Jonathan Marcus, defense correspondent. This move underscores the Trump administration's desire to isolate and stigmatize Iran. Though it is unlikely to have a significant impact upon the Revolutionary Guard Corps' activities, few Western commentators will disagree that the IRGC is responsible for all sorts of disruptive activities in the region and beyond. (laughs) But many, including it seems some officials in the U.S. Department of State and the Pentagon, fear that this this step could simply backfire. The fear is that it could encourage the IRGC or its proxies to take action against U.S. personnel or other targets in places where they might be vulnerable, for example, in Iraq. What this move does do is signal the unremitting desire of the Trump administration to ramp up its battle with Tehran, which some fear may one day spill into open military conflict. See, things were more... In in our in our uh, the Middle East, it's been pretty. It's, it's always been pretty much like unstable for for decades, and that's because thanks to the U.S. and Israel and America's allies. But th- there was more stability when uh, Muammar Gaddafi was alive. Libya was more stable. Uh, Iraq was more stable when Saddam Hussein was alive. You know, the region was that region was somewhat more stable before they went in and killed those two guys, those two leaders. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Military conflict. Okay. Iran's President Hassan Rouhani, seen at the 21st Nationwide Assembly of the IRGC in 2015. What is the IRGC? Iran's most elite military unit, the IRGC, was set up shortly after the 1979 Iranian Revolution to defend the country's Islamic system and to provide a counterweight to the regular armed forces. It has since become a major military, political, and economic force in Iran, with close ties to the Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei and many other senior figures hailing from his ranks. From his ranks. The IRGC is estimated to have more than 150,000 active personnel, boosts its own guard, its own ground forces, Navy, Air Force, and overseas Iran's strategic weapons, including its ballistic missiles. The IRGC exerts influence elsewhere in the Middle East by providing money, weapons, technology, training, and advice to allied governments and armed groups throughout its shadowy overseas operations arm the quads, Jerusalem force. 
Sounds like what the United States does. And Iran, I mean, uh, 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 Israel. You know? They give money to, you know, to set up governments, puppet governments. They finance coups, overthrow governments, and just, like I say, uh, uh, put in uh, puppet governments. America does that. And that's what they're trying to do down in Venezuela. You know, by they've imposed these economic sanctions on Venezuela. And now the people down there are starving. You know, they've run out of fuel, you know, no electricity. Uh, no cleaning, uh, no clean running water. And many hundreds, I mean, thousands of people have already died. You know, they've starved, man. You know, things are bad. It's already been in... in uh, They've just pretty much exacerbated an already bad situation down there, you know. And, uh, you know, with these sanctions, they're really trying to starve the people out. They want the people to rise and turn against uh, Maduro, throw him out. And, uh, but like I say, Russia and China's down there. They've lent, you know, they've given uh, aid to Venezuela. And, and that's what they're doing, man. America and her allies, uh, they are basically trying to move in on that that turf, you know, Venezuela. Because uh, like I say, Venezuela has uh, the largest oil reserve in the world, more than Saudi Arabia. So it's all about that oil. They're trying to get down there. They want to establish a puppet government. And, you know, and they're gonna do whatever it takes, you know, by any means necessary. They're gonna do whatever it takes. The U.S. is gonna do whatever it takes. Uh, so yeah, like I said, they've imposed these uh, more strict sanctions against the Maduro government down in Venezuela. Uh, and like I said, you know, America's been aggressive toward like Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, Yemen. And now they're doing it with, with Venezuela. But America has always been pretty much... Oh, Venezuela has always been on America's uh, uh, list. You know, even since, since uh, uh, Hugo Chavez was in office. You know, they were, they were responsible for a lot of the failed, for the failed coups. Because there were like two, two or three uh, U.S.-backed coups that uh, when uh, Hugo Chavez was the uh, president of Venezuela, two failed, uh, two or three failed coups, and uh, and and I believe they they probably I believe the CIA killed that man. I believe you know because he died of cancer. Hugo Chavez died of cancer, and I believe the U.S. got to him and they poisoned. They they really, I think they exposed that man to cancer, man, and uh, and so Maduro. He was, you know, uh, ex-president, not ex-president, but vice president uh, under uh, Hugo Chavez. And so he still, Maduro still pretty much, he learned a lot from Hugo. He was a big, you know, he really loved Hugo. He was a big supporter of Hugo. And a lot of his, his, his ideologies were, you know, were based on uh, Hugo Chavez's ideology. He adopted many of them. Hugo Chavez ideologies and practices. So he's kind of like a younger version of Hugo, uh, you know, and uh, Venezuela has, they've been, they are, like I said, they're, they're supported by China and they are supported by Russia. 
and also by Cuba. Cuba is uh, supporting Venezuela as well, and and other uh, Central American nations. I think they're saying Guatemala. I think was another country that uh, that is supporting Venezuela, and now Trump, the Trump administration. Have, I think they've they've also I've heard that they've also imposed economic sanctions um, on even on uh, Guatemala and and other Central and South American nations that are in support of Venezuela. So, you know, you got America and uh, our European allies, NATO allies, and uh, you know they control the. The UN, the U.S. controls the UN and the International Monetary Fund and the World Banks. They really want to move in. They want to take over that region. You know, they really want to take over Venezuela and and uh, get a lot of these the other uh, South American and Central American uh, countries. They want to get them in in line. And so they they want to destroy. They really want to move in and and, and bomb the shit out of Venezuela. And and then uh, I guess they're gonna, uh, if they are able to defeat Maduro, the Maduro's government, and put in their their puppet guy or their 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 lackey, uh, Mr. Juan Guaido, if they're able to put him in, and what they'll do, they'll come right in afterwards, and then the World Bank is gonna move right in, the International Monetary Fund is gonna move right in. They're gonna move right in, and they they're gonna make it. They gonna make it seem like they are going. They're there simply to improve the economy. You know that's what the International Monetary Fund does. They, you know they, the the U.S. and her allies bomb the shit out of countries and destroy the economy of other countries. And then the IMF comes in and they make it seem like oh we're gonna boost the, the economy of that nation or whatnot. But what in actuality they rape they rape the shit out of they 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 further destroy that nation's economy and stuff man and they get a hold of that that nation's uh natural resources and you know and yeah it's just they're wicked man they're wicked you know and then with a lot of these countries like in africa they 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 uh have basically went in there and they've wreaked havoc wreaked havoc tremendous amounts of havoc on the economies of these nations these african nations and you know they, they fuck up they go there and fuck up everything and then they give you you know they say okay we're gonna help you with financial aid we're gonna give you you know uh give you a, uh give you you know uh, some economic assistance we can give you a loan and you give them loans with high interest rates and these countries can't pay these loans back okay well this is how you can pay them back you know give us access to your to your resources and uh, I learned about it reading. I read this. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but I, I was reading about this. Uh, the economic hitman is what it's called, economic hit, hitman. And they say that's what they do. The U.S., they go on in. U.S. US and their European allies, they go in and they just fuck up everything, man. Another country's uh, economy. And, you know, you got resources. They're coming in, man. Oil, whatever, stuff they could use. They will try to get you to, uh, you know, fall in line. And if that nation's uh, leader or leaders do not fall in line, then they will create a coup. They will create some some dissension and pro- problems, and and try to get that person or that regime uh, trying to topple that 
regime, uh, the regime that does not bow down or fall in line, and 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 and, and if they, if they succeed, then they will, like I say, replace it with a puppet government, a, a more you know U.S. Uh, uh, favored regime, and that's what they do. And then the IMF move in and they just take over, you know, that nation's economy, man. So yeah, it is what it is. So you know, what, what what's going on in in, in 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 Iran, Iran is is uh, I can see it. I can see this escalating, man. It's been a really a hotbed, you know. It's been a problem since 1979. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, the thing is, the Iranians, they're not, you know, their government, they're not, they're, they're pretty strong. They got oil, they got, you know, they got allies, they're not, uh, you know, they got a, a good military, they're not weak, they got, you know, they are strong, they're a lot stronger than they were, you know, prior to 1979, because when Ayatollah Khomeini came in, he, you know, they, they, they uh, pretty much, uh, chased away or chased or over or toppled the U.S. backed uh, government that uh, led by the Shah of Iran they toppled that government they got him out the students revolutionary students they got him out and he escaped and uh, ever since 1979 and I don't know if you guys seen that movie what was it called I think 444444 but yeah, when the when the Shah of Iran was forced out, and the students, the revolutionary students, that they were anti-American, you know, they was really trying to restore their country because the Shah of Iran was pretty much he was a puppet. He was like the, a hope for the United States. He would do whatever the U.S. would tell him to do, or Israel, and the average citizen they were suffer they were suffering you know and the people got tired so there was a revolution and during that revolution 1979 uprising <clears throat> led by the Ayatollah Khomeini uh, his supporters the young supporters they uh, invaded the US uh, embassy there and they captured uh, American embassy workers and they held them for uh, 444 days, and this was during the when Carter was in office, and then when Reagan came and he worked a deal with them with the captures or the those who you know the yeah the captures I guess I'm saying it right am I saying captives or captures? Uh, that's where the scandal came and the the Iran Contra scandal. Where they were trading, they traded arms for the release of those hostages after the 444 days of in captivity, and so yeah, that became a big scandal back in the uh, yeah that wasn't uh, what mid 80s maybe like 80 when they Reagan come and get into office Reagan I think what 80 maybe so it had to be around like 80 81 I think when that that t- took place but yeah oh wow I'm already almost at 28 minutes but okay thank you guys man you have a beautiful day. Peace.